Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here it is, a May the 6th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. Bill Meltzer in just a moment. Flyers will be back in action coming up tomorrow. Final two road games of the season when they visit D.C. to take on the Washington Capitals, who have been the center of controversy (laughs) because of a player by the name of Tom Wilson. Now, Tom Wilson and the incident the other night uh, with Pavel Bushnevich and Artemi Panarin. Um, Now we see that the New York Rangers all of a sudden have fired Jeff Gorton and their president, John Davidson. Uh, There's some speculation that the statement that the Rangers put out could be a reason why those two got fired because they tried to distance themselves from that statement. So what, what an unbelievable situation happening in New York. And they played last night. Washington ended up beating the New York Rangers 4-2. to two. And as soon as the puck was dropped at the open that game, line brawl. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. It was entertaining. Um, hockey and the NHL is being talked about in circles that maybe normally today wouldn't be talked about unless what happened happened and will be talked about tomorrow or today. So uh, that all in all is good for the game. And there's a lot of debate whether Tom Wilson is good for the game or Tom Wilson is bad for the game. What I do know is this, and we're going to talk about this with Bill Meltzer. I know that Tom Wilson is a dirty player. I know that Tom Wilson plays on that line, and it crosses that line. And I don't like when he crosses the line, and I don't like seeing players get hurt. I know that he's a guy that opposing fan bases hate. But I don't know that Tom Wilson is bad for hockey. I don't know that Tom Wilson and the fact that everybody hates him outside of Washington, D.C. is bad for hockey. What's bad for hockey is intentionally hurting people or playing so careless that you put someone else's career in jeopardy. That is bad. But having villains and having guys like Tom Wilson, if he could toe that line a little better, is not bad for hockey. It's never been bad for hockey. I know a lot of people and society's different now, and the game has changed. And it's there's not as many enforcers. But that doesn't mean that Tom Wilson is bad for the NHL. That's just my opinion on it. Uh, but let's get to Bill Meltzer. Flyers, like I said, will be back in action with uh, the most talked about team in the NHL right now, the Washington Capitals, coming up tomorrow night. But let's get to Bill Meltzer right now. I had a chance to catch up with Bill, talk about that situation, the Flyers, Shane Gostaspera's suspension, and much more. And here's that conversation. Uh, happy to have join us once again from PhiladelphiaFlyers.com, NHL.com, HockeyBuzz.com. All around good guy. It's Bill Meltzer. Billy, um, are you being entertained by the line brawl in the Caps Rangers game? Because if you are, some would tell you you're a bad hockey fan. Listen, hockey is a game built on emotion. It, 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 you know, no matter, you know, obviously, it's, you know, it's technical too and it's skill, but but you know, hockey, hockey at its root is an emotional game, and when when the emotions run high in games, truthfully, that's when the game often when it's most entertaining. I mean, we still talk about the, the Flyers Ottawa game in 2003-04, right? Um, you know, or uh, you know, when the Flyers had their their big turnaround uh, in 2013-14. Uh, that's it all it all started with the uh, you know, with the line brawl, actually with the Capitals, 
and uh, with you know with Emery's beatdown of Holby. Yep. And uh, that that was a rallying point for the Flyers that they pulled together as a team at that point because the Flyers were something like like four ten and two or something. You know, they they really couldn't score goals. They were just off to a terrible start. And that 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 night happened. They they got their tails kicked in the scoreboard that night. But it was a rallying point for the team and. You know, their record for the rest of the season thereafter, I mean, they had a shutout the very next night, I think, it was in, in Jersey. You know, the team, teams rally around each other over stuff like that. It, 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 it resonates in the locker, even if, you know, even if there are, there are some who, who don't like it, I guess. But uh, I, think, I think the fan base likes it, and I think that it's something that, uh, you know, teams themselves feed off of. Well, I, I talked about this on Flyers Weekly on, Monday, or on Tuesday night. And because I got a tweet from a guy saying that Tom Wilson's bad for hockey. Now, he's a younger guy, the guy who sent it in. And his, it was JBPHI. He, t- he listens to this podcast. And my response to him was, Tom Wilson, he's a lot of things. He, is he dirty? Yeah. Does he go over the line? He has, absolutely. Uh, is he a guy that um, um, you would want on your team? Absolutely. But is he bad for hockey? And my answer is, no. Now, I don't want him out there injuring people with late hits and headshots and defenseless players and for principal point of contact, and he has to get that under control, and he's been suspended for it. But what happened the other night in New York wasn't that. And I know people want to assassinate him, and I know our culture is different now. We know more about head injuries, and you know we like to cancel people for everything nowadays. And, and look, I understand why. I, it's progressive. I get it. But... Um, I've never seen fans, in, in all my years going to games, sit down during a fight. I've never seen fans, when a skirmish breaks out, go, boy, I wish that didn't happen in the game tonight. It's entertaining, and you need a villain, and he's that. Sure. Well, Brad Marchand's another one, you know? Yep. He, you know and, of course, and Marchand's a more, is a more skilled player, you know, a bona fide first-line guy, you know. Whereas Wilson's a really good complementary player who brings all the physical elements. And whatnot, but I mean, same kind of thing. He's he's one of the leagues, you know, one of the guys you love to hate, right? Um, yep. You know, it, it's uh, I mean, to me, where Wilson crossed the line is that it's it, it's in the guys that he went after. It, it's non non combative, you know, finesse kind of players, particularly particularly Panarin, who's a you know was a lady Bing kind of a player, and he he you know he was on his back just to kind of kind of pulling guys out of the pile there. I mean, he was, he wasn't under, you know, he wasn't under any danger there. It was, it was excessive to throw down a guy like, uh, you know, Panera. That, that's, that's the kind of thing that I think in any era of hockey would have had a carry because any, anytime you have a guy's, you know, tough guy player, you know, whatever you want to call him, agitator, you know, go after your most skilled guy, you know, that's but he didn't go after Panarin. Panarin. Was, he didn't go after Panarin. Panarin got on him. And when you know it, when a skirmish breaks out, you're just doing everything you can, and it becomes just insanity. You know, if Panarin didn't want that to happen to him, he should just sat that one out. But that's not the way it is. But but the thing is, is we'll yeah, you're standing up for your team. You yeah, know, I, I, you know, I, I yeah, you know, I, it, it, it's a situation where he had to get in there. So yeah, you know, I, I thought I thought Wilson's I thought Wilson's reaction was over the top. But you know, mm-hmm. but I mean that that's a you know, that, that used to be up to the, you know, I mean, that was up to the guys in the room and, you know, on, on each team to police that themselves. And I'm not saying you should go back to that, but I'm just saying that that was a, that was a line that was crossed there. I, you know, I thought that, uh, I thought that, that Scott brought up a, a good point with that. It was just kind of, 
you know, who are you, who are you going after there? You know, yeah. so it, it's. Uh, but he has answered so, the bell I mean, against listen, big guys like Chara. Yeah, I, I, no, absolutely. I don't. I don't think that you know. I don't think that uh, you know. I don't think he's afraid of anybody, truthfully. Yeah. You know, but it's just uh, you know, it, it, it's just something there that I you know I I can understand the anger on on several levels from from the ranger side of things you know but i mean again that's that's what uh you know that that's that comes down to the emotion of the game and, and just to you know to you know how it's played i mean if if the rangers could have tom wilson on the team they would take him tomorrow you know and, and, and i would too if i'm a gm yep yeah absolutely absolutely so it's you know just one of those one of those guys you absolutely detest if he again he's one of the you know, one of the top villains in the league. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's, uh, you know, rivalries are just, just a big, big part of the big part of the sport. I think they always will be. Yeah, it's one of the things I feel like the game lacks a little right now is storyline. And Tom Wilson provides storyline. Does he provide danger sometimes? Yes. And I don't, I'm not for that. Um, but I am for storyline. And, you know, if fans and buildings were full right now, that would be a tough ticket to get in New York tonight. It really would. I remember when Ty Domi came to town. I remember in New Jersey when they had Troy Crowder. And Crowder went out to Detroit and beat the brakes off of Bob Probert twice in one game. And in, in New Jersey, they had uh, shirts made up like the old fight posters, Crowder Probert Part 2, like them both standing there squared off. Like, like we're not going back to that. I get it. But, you know, when you have those guys that come to town, um, you, you never left a game and never – didn't feel entertained um, because it's what it's ultimately that's what sports is it's entertainment and, and the other part of it is and you mentioned it you know every team would want Tom Wilson and I think people have a hard time recognizing that and 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 you know anybody that played this game I think recognizes it and that covers it for a really long time that what a player like that can do for a team but Bill did, did all this circumstance lead to uh, uh, Gorton and uh, JD John Davidson being let go from the Rangers is, is that a part of the equation, or was that going to be going to happen no matter what? You know what? I, I have a hard time believing the uh, the official explanation about how you know I don't think the Rangers underachieved at all this year. As a matter of fact, I thought they took the the next step in a very tough division. Yep. You know, uh, they you know they they were in a rebuilding process, and that process looks. Just about done now. They look like a team that could be, you know, playoff club a, a year from now. And if were this an eighty-two game season, <laughs> they'd be they'd be in the thick of the hunt right now. So you know, I I think that, uh, I mean that's a, that's an easy cover reason. I I think that that certainly played into it. And then you know, listen to we don't know what internal politics are going on in the organization. What what differences Dolan may have had with Davidson and Gordon and you know. Sometimes, you know, sometimes a, a reason to fire arises, too, when you have the, the, you know, the internal political squabbles, because that's, uh, you know, and that, that, that'll all come out in time. But I, you know, but I, I think that, I, I, I mean, obviously, it's not something the league ever wants to hear, right? The league never wants to have, uh, you know, the head of player safety or whatever question that way. But that, that kind of thing has happened before a team gets fined or whatever the case might be, I, I you know. I, I think that it uh, it may have played a role, but again, I think it may have also been a uh, you know a convenient reason to for Dolan to you know to uh, to act when he did. 
Yeah, and maybe it just accelerate his timeline a little bit with that being said. And, you know, it's interesting, too, because, I mean, if Mika Zibanejad doesn't have COVID pretty significantly before the season, and he took a while to find his game, if Artemi Panarin doesn't take a leave because of uh, what was happening back in Russia and the, the piece, the hit piece that was written on him, and he took an extended leave, I think it was 12 games. Uh, that team's probably in the playoffs, and it's a different look. It really is, right? Ooh, absolutely. I mean, you know, they were, uh, you know, they were having their shared defensive issues and whatever, but you, you could see the pieces coming together. I mean, the Flyers bore the brunt of uh, of that. Um, you know, and actually, I think, uh, actually, I think that Panarin came back against the Flyers. He missed the game against the Flyers. But I think his, the game that he came back was actually, you know, the first game back was actually against the Flyers. So It, it was. You know, it was a yeah, shootout yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, so, you know, you look at the way that the team came together, and it may it may have happened sooner, too. You know, I think they, they, used to, they, had, they had a COVID outbreak. They had, they had a whole bunch of stuff going on, and they're, you know, still, not, still knocking on the door. The season was even a few weeks longer, not even 82 games. They, they could have maybe pulled something out. So it's uh, – you know, it's a team on the rise that, uh, you know, they, they pulled together a rebuild pretty quickly, actually. And they, they lucked out with some lottery picks. I mean, that's, uh, you know, you need a little bit of luck, too. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that, that Gordon particularly did, did a really good job, you know, in, in reshaping that roster. So, and, and so you know, it, it caught, I think it caught a lot of people off guard today. I, I don't think we're, you know, we're hardly unique with that. Yeah, I think he did a good job getting rid of some guys, getting good, de- decent returns for veteran players, turned the roster over, recruited Panarin, signed Truba, um, got, like you mentioned, got the picks with Kako, and then obviously Alex Lafreniere. So he's looking for a job now. It's pretty crazy. But, um, Bill, um, Aline Vigneault mentioned something, uh, I guess it's about six days ago, as of taping of this, in a press conference that, that, that I want to get your thoughts on because he said, I think I know – what one of the problems was. I'm paraphrasing. I don't want to talk about it now, but I think I know what one of the issues is or the issue is. What do you think that is? Because when he said it, boy, did my radar started going like crazy, like a, like, like a fuzz buster, the old uh, radar detector in your car, and it was just beeping like six cops were there. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, went, I went a lot of different places with it, you know? I mean, is, is he saying that guys were not in the condition that they should have been in? Is, is he saying that, uh, you know, there, there were guys that, uh, you know, I, I, one of the phrases that, uh, you know, Sean Couturier particularly uses it, where he says, you know, you're knocking the summer hockey out, right? And he, he says that's, that's what training camp and the preseason and the, the early part of the season is for. And you see it, you see it around the league. I mean, league-wide, there are, you know, more goals scored, generally speaking, plays a little sloppier, you know, takes takes some teams, uh, even really good teams sometimes a while to, to get the power play going, whatever. But the Flyers never knocked summer hockey out, you know? They, they never did. Not not any, I mean, yeah, not to any appreciable degree with no consistency from game to game, you know? So, you know, I, I mean, there's the practice piece of it, but he's mentioned that before. So, I, so I, I've gone, you know, I've gone with some of that and, and you know, you can't use as an excuse just what a generally miserable experience the season has been just in terms of, you know, day-to-day life for players where they have, you know, particularly when the league had to crack down further on, you know, day-to-day activities. So you're basically in a bubble within your house, you know, 
Um, but I mean, listen, I, again, every, everybody, everybody in the league was in that same boat, but, uh, you know, but I, I think that there was, you know, uh, again, my, my, mind, my mind was racing with all kinds of things. I, I'm, I'm curious to see where you think he's going with it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I'm thinking there's, you know, a, a group of players on the team that he doesn't think are being professional enough. That's the first thing that went into my head that aren't handling themselves like professionals. Because he's kind of harped on that. Like, we got to be professionals. Sean Couturier, uh, you just mentioned. Uh, sometimes we have some guys that are going and playing and other guys aren't. We're not being professionals. So for some reason, that's the first thought that went into my head. That guys aren't taking their craft to the level of seriousness that it, it requires to be successful in this league. Yeah, I, you know, I had a I had a major deja vu with the uh you know with the last game against the penguins because going into the game you know av and players were talking about you know we're going to play the right way for moose you know this game is for him and we're going to rally around him and we're going to have a good game you know etc two years ago uh the flyers went into st louis and it was late in the season uh scott gordon was the coach and uh, it, was, it was elliot's first start back in st louis you know, because you're playing, obviously, the other conference just, just once in their building. And it was all the same thing, you know. And then, you know, we're going we're to play a good game for Brian. We're going to rally around him and we're going to play the right way. Same thing happened. Actually, same score. <laughs> Oddly enough, it was a 7 to 3 score. And then after the game, you know, uh, Gordon is talking about how, you know, well, we didn't execute. We didn't pass well. We, uh, you know, we, were, we weren't making <laughs> the coverages were breaking down. Too easy, too easy of scoring chances. We weren't giving Moose a chance, and um, you know, and and JVR, who never, you know, who hardly ever uses words these strong, like this was not a professional effort, you know, you know, and, and it's just a shame because that's a guy who always battles for us, and we owed it to him, and we didn't do it. Yeah. Now you fast forward two years, that's another coaching regime, kind of similar circumstances, 500th game, families in the building, we're gonna play the right way for him. And afterwards, the coach and players are at a loss to explain, well, we didn't, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, the similarity of it struck me and it bothered me. Yeah, it is bothersome and um, it necessitates what's going to happen this offseason, which I think is going to be pretty significant. We know Dave Scott, uh, the chairman of uh, Comcast Spectacor and uh, uh, the man who basically runs the Flyers for ownership, uh, did speak with Sam Carcitti of the Inquirer. Uh, the other day and had some pretty interesting things to say. I, I, I was surprised at some of the things that he said, and in, in particular, one of them was, we got to go out and find a backup goaltender. It looks like Brian Elliott's time's up. but um, And, yeah, he got his 500th game, and congrats to Moose. Uh, what an accomplishment that is for a guy that was drafted in the ninth round, by the way. They don't even have yeah. nine rounds anymore. <laughs> and he, and he played all four years of college. Yep, at and Wisconsin. He, he was, yeah, Wisconsin was not a starter until his junior year. Um, you know, serve time in the American Hockey League, coming into the Ottawa organization. You know, he wasn't their guy. When you're drafted that late, you know, you're you're depth in the system. So to 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 have that kind of humble beginning and to get 500 games in in the league and win a Jennings Trophy and be a starter for a team that got to a conference final and you know be nominated for the Masterton Trophy a couple of times and and you know emerge as one of the most respected figures in the flyers room over the, you know, over his years here. I mean, that's just a feather in his cap. It, you know, you would have liked to see the 500th game turn out better, but really, you know, really kudos to him. Congratulations. Yeah. And um, he, he's kind of a, he's a quiet guy, but um, 
if it is his final year here, I've really enjoyed his presence. You know, as a guy that I just kind of chop it up with and talk about goaltending, and yeah. um, he's a student of the game, and he's had to he's had to change his game. It's the, the way the positions played throughout his career has changed drastically. Um, Shane Gossespierre got a two game suspension. Bill, um, the Flyers players don't like Mark Friedman much, do they? <laughs> well. You know, I guess that's that's an open secret at this point. You know, it's not not, <laughs> not a secret rather. You know, I mean, listen, I, you know, and a bunch of people have asked this on, on social media. I'll put it this way: it's all a matter of perception, perspective, right? Mark kind of dances a, a fine line. You know, uh, you know, is he is he self confident or is he cocky? You know, is he advocate for himself or, or is he or is he entitled and bratty? You know, I mean, that's it. It all depends. It all depends on how you want to perceive it. Um, you know, uh, I can tell I you per- teammates don't perceive it well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that, that, that's pretty obvious. There seems to be quite a few guys. I mean, right, right from his first game in, in Pittsburgh. <laughs> so it was, you know, yeah. usually, yeah, it usually takes a little while to, to put the, you know, where you were before behind you, and uh, you know, for a little animosity to grow. That it, it did have to grow. It was already there, you know. And he was, I mean, he was going after Flyers. And they were going after him right out, right off the bat. So you know, hey, but again, that's. Uh, you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes a guy doesn't fit in or whatever. Sometimes personalities clash, and that's you know that's part of the game too. And it, it, you know, again, that, that that actually adds to the entertainment factor. But as far as the, uh, you know, as far as the cross check, when of course there was a story within the game too. They they didn't like the hit that he put on Faraby, and uh, Voracek went and retaliated. He got a cross checking penalty out of it. You know, and actually the Flyers almost scored shorthanded before the, before the Penguins scored on that power play. So, you know, that was a little, little turning point inside the game. But, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, I, I think Goss Bear, you know, remembered that. You know, I, I think there's the, there's the backdrop of the, the whole thing, but it's just, it was a cheap, you know, you yeah. don't. Yeah, it was worthy. It was it was worthy yeah. of a two gamer. Absolutely, no question. After an empty net goal, he's defenseless. He's not expecting to get shoved there. You, you have you know you have to have disciplinary action on that. I think it's justified. Yeah, I totally agree. And um, <laughs> I mean, I've never seen just everybody on the team just dislike a former teammate to this level. <laughs> it's it's stunning. It's hey, what hey, the only time he ever plays is against the Flyers. So I guess he wishes they made the playoffs. <laughs> Or else he's got his season's pretty much over. So, uh, but that's not going to be the case, obviously. Um, Bill, this is always fun. Uh, Flyers will be back in action coming up Friday, Saturday. Two road games in DC against the Caps, and then they'll wrap up the season. And uh, we're going to have a lot of conversations about what is what needs to take place, what will take place, and we'll break it down as it takes place. So there'll be a lot coming up in the offseason. Thanks for doing this as always. Everybody, thanks for listening to this episode of Flyers Daily. We'll talk to you on another brand new episode coming up tomorrow right here on Flyers Daily.